She spent the last 20 years doing marketing for virtually every type of business. Businesses like Coca-Cola, NBC, Kaiser Permanente, U.S. Bank, Disney, Verizon, and more. But let's face it, not everyone has the resources of these big guys. So she's on a mission to translate and apply big marketing strategies and tactics to businesses of any size. She wants to show you that you can be an expert marketer. Join her and follow along as she shares the secrets of how to market so well that customers want to throw money at you. Her name is Ginger Zumeda, and welcome to the Usable Marketing Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Usable Marketing Podcast. I'm Ginger Zumeda, and today it's Framework Friday, so we're going to get super geeky. Um, I actually, like, you know, marketers are geeks too, and I'm going all the way back to my um, my Six Sigma days, um, back when you had to learn all of this, like, crazy Six Sigma stuff. So uh, I've been working on this project for for one of our clients, um, big healthcare company. Uh, we love them. But one of the, the things that we're getting to work on right now, which is so cool, is we're actually working on experience design. Like how do we make their built environments, in other words, their buildings, how do we make those built environments um, more brand friendly and, and ultimately better experiences for the folks that come through the buildings, right? So when you think of, I mean, the one that I think of the most is like when you go to an Apple store, right? They have a very specific vibe, right? You know, they're, they're clean, they're white, there's plenty of white spaces, but then they've got the tables in the middle where you um, can interact, but, but they're in the big glass on the front, right? It's got a very specific look and that creates a brand feel right? Like that is an expression of their brand at the end of the day. Other things that have them that, that stand out to me is like when you go to a W hotel, they've got a specific vibe. When you go to a Four Seasons, they've got a specific vibe. Um, Target's even, Starbucks, you name it. But when you start getting into built environments, maintaining brand and having the, having the, um, Having the built environment continue to express the brand and what you're trying to do with the brand is really important. But why does any of that matter? It matters because a lot of times before you can improve something, you need to understand the current reality. And when you're doing highly complex work, what you really have to understand is you have to understand the processes that are at play, right? When you think about how things become what they are, it's so often, it's the processes. I got so much shadow because I'm under these lights, but I'm trying to make sure you can see my um, whiteboard. But um, so often it's the, the processes are gonna be the thing that, the, that determine whether your project is gonna work um, overall or not. I'm gonna hope my dogs don't go ballistic right now because someone's at the door or a coyote is outside, uh, which we got the biggest freaking paw prints in our backyard the other day. It kind of blew my mind, made me, made me afraid. Anyway, that's not the point. So the framework for, the t for today is the SIPOC. The SIPOC, I was talking, we, we were actually setting up SIPOCs with a colleague earlier today 
as we undertake this work. Let me first make sure that this is not a permanent marker, which I did not too long ago. Okay, so Psycoc, here it is. I'm gonna try, it's Psycoc. Can you see that? Cool, okay, so what does Psycoc mean? So this is, let me try to get way over here. This is suppliers, inputs, processes, this is kind of where the main action happens. This is um, outputs, and um, this is customers, right? So what you sort of see here is that it's, um, it's kind of like a journey, right? It, it, it's the steps, right? In order uh, to do a process, a process has inputs and suppliers are usually supplying the inputs and then some stuff happens in the middle and some stuff, oops, and then some stuff pops out as outputs and then you have customers. And a lot of times people think of the SIPOC in terms of um, manufacturing, but it can, you can use this framework for almost any process if you're trying to figure out how to improve it, right? Like what's going on in current reality versus what I want to have. If you're not sure how to figure that out, this framework is gold because it helps you kind of really get a grasp of like what's going on. For, for example, I'll, I'll give you like a super simple um, example we were using uh, this morning, right? We have a different client that we're doing a campaign for. Um, in fact, I'm gonna tell you about that client because you need to go and buy their books. It's called the Mentoris Project. They have these awesome books where they actually do, um, they kind of fictionalize biographies about these important people. And they're doing one on Judge Sirica. Judge Sirica is, is, the, is the judge that back in the Watergate days made, um, made, you know, made the people turn over the tapes so, so that they could uh, um, analyze that. And so there's a new book that's out on Amazon starting now. I think if you go today, actually, or tomorrow, you can get it for 99 cents because it's in the preview period. Um, but if not, it's 9.99, but get it anyway. It's kind of cool. And since it's, it's, since it's autobiographical fiction, it's kind of, it's, it's super fact-based for sure, but it's, it's a little bit more interesting. It's not a dry read. So anyway, what we were trying to figure out for them is um, we want to resend out some emails to uh, some folks that we had, we had sent an email before, right? So the process, you know, could be something as sending an email, right? So that sounds basic, but like what really is the process to send an email, right? So the process is that um, when you think about one of the inputs, right? The, in, the input is the list, right? You're gonna need the, the list to write the email. And then the process of, of getting the email out is like, you have to, you know, you have to write the email. Up here, you might even have to decide what is the email about. Then you need to, um, you, need, you need a headline. You need to like, when are you gonna send it? You know, when are you gonna send it? Um, it could even be the time of day that you're gonna send it, depending if you have, analytics or not. Oh, what did I just say? Depending on if you have analytics. 
So you might have analytics over here as an input. Um, let's see, you, you need the email, you need the headline, you need to decide when you're gonna send it. You need the body, obviously. You need, um, over here, you're gonna need your email program, right? So it's uh, MailChimp or something like that. Um, then here you need to, what I call, you know, QC it. Like you're gonna have to send it and, and make sure everything is correct, it's quality checked, right? Uh, even before that, I'm not gonna do these in any order because I'm just brainstorming with you. But you're probably gonna have editing, proofreading, you know, then down here you're gonna have your testing, etc. And so you've got a process here, right? It, that is a massively simplified process, but you get the idea. But what I want you to get is, and then the output, <laughs> The output is an email, right? But what I want you to get is there's a lot more that goes in to here than you probably realize at first, right? So that, so there's like, you know, the, the list is really gonna be coming from a database, right? You're gonna have analytics here that are gonna influence maybe things like this, right? When and time. They could even be influencing how you write your headlines. Right, you could have um, in here, you could have like, you know, from your list, you know, some sort of like segmentation that you do. Like you might want to do different um, emails to, to, to different segments and there might be like list hygiene that, you know, that, that's some sort of input. Um, you could even have in here other third party vendors. So, so for example, you know, you've got your, let's just pretend like you know, you, you've got your MailChimp here, but if you've got a more complex program, um, you might have uh, you know, uh, other software that you're using. You could be using Adobe Suite. You could, you know, a graphic artist could be using Canva. You can have a bunch of different stuff. And so that gets us, you start going further back in the value chain and you start understanding, okay, well, who are all the fingers in the pie? Who owns all the fingers in the pie? And that's really important to figure out stakeholder management, let me tell you. So when you're trying to improve a process, you also kind of want to come over here, over here, oh, you can't even see me, but you see the board, so that's okay. You want to come over here and let's just say that you've got, you know, in, in this situation, you know, we have, we have the chairman, we have the, the marketing lead, right? We have a graphic artist that's over, you know, that kind of design some of this stuff before the process happened. This is, this is all the stuff that are supplying inputs to how are we gonna do, so the graphic artist might be like, no, we have templates, right, that we're doing. You could have like an editorial board. Oh, which, which an input over here, right, which we forgot is maybe there's an editorial calendar that is driving um, the process, chairman, marketing lead, graphic artist, editorial board, like who are all the suppliers of the information? You know, um, analysts, right? Analysts who are providing the analytics, which the analytics are an input into the process. So you get, you get the idea here. Like these are your folks at the front end. These are usually the people that are like, um, saying, I wanna do this. In this case, where we're talking about um, a book, we also have things like, you know, the author, 
because the author actually is going to help us decide what's going on here. So you get the suppliers, then you have inputs. This is the stuff that is determining what's going on in the process. Then what you have is you've got an email, but the email isn't the only thing you have. You actually now have very often in this process, you've got some modification of what happened over here because you took stuff, you transformed it in a process and you got an output. So here you have like very often a revised list. Why? Because in a revised list, what's gonna happen is some people are going to unsubscribe. <sighs> Those bastards. Some people are gonna un unsubscribe, but hey, newsflash, if nobody's unsubscribing from your email list, you're not emailing them often enough, period. Um, but you're gonna have a revised list because some people are gonna unsubscribe, but then hopefully, some people on the list will have shared the email and you're gonna have some new ones. So you're gonna have like a new list. You're gonna have the email, then you could have responses that are happening from the email. That actually kicks off a whole nother process. We're, gonna, we're not gonna to get to that right now. And then over here, you again could have some of these people that are over here. But the first thing that you're gonna have is your customers in, in this situation are gonna be you know, buyers subscribers because we're trying to actually at this um, this could produce buyers we're trying to get people to buy a book um, and it could be some of the leadership team right you're also taking then all of the new analytics you've got new analytics based on what you have and you're feeding them back to the chairman the marketing director etc etc so the SIPOC one of my favorite um, really analytical tools. When you have, we took the simplest process here just to, to give you an idea of what it is. You know, a lot of times when, we, when we've got these process maps and we're, we're analyzing this, there is a lot of information that goes into these. They're kind of very complex. We use Lucidchart, which we love. Um, I don't get anything for saying that, but maybe someday, who knows? But, um, but uh, the idea is if you've got a complex process, what you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna to wanna to break it down. Before you can improve something, most of the time, and especially if it's complex, you really need to understand what's going into the process because that's how you're gonna figure out like, oh, this is why this thing is wrong. This is why this is happening. I see why we're getting this weird, you know, our, our analytics are going down because we're having too many unsubscribes because we realize that we weren't doing list hygiene early enough in the value chain. And so there's a bunch of people on there that shouldn't even be getting this email list, right? And that's because so-and-so did this. So you wanna understand your stakeholders, you wanna understand your customers, you need to understand everything in between. And that's the SIPOC, the framework for today, Framework Friday. Um, hey, I love frameworks and I am building the mother of a framework Bible. So you, if you have like super awesome frameworks that you use all the time, um, I would love to know what they are. Share them with me, that would be so cool. Um, all right, that's it for today. I will see you next time. Hey, I said this weekend, I told you yesterday, I've got this cool little story coming up this weekend on Sunday. It's gonna be Story Sunday. And I'm gonna tell you a story about a little fly that 
That's all I'm going to say, actually. I, I don't want to I'll end up telling the story. Okay, see you next time. Happy selling, happy marketing, and happy process mapping. You've just listened to the Usable Marketing Podcast with me, Ginger Zumeda. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, watch it on YouTube, and follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash HQ to stay up to date with the marketing strategies and tactics that will make you an expert marketer. See you next time.